Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Jerusalem the Biography. Since the founding of Jerusalem over 3,000 years ago, wars and conflicts have never stopped there. Many of us have the impression that the city is full of religious conflicts, battles for resources, and terrorist attacks. It is as if any tiny conflict could accidentally detonate the city. They say that Jerusalem is the only city where heaven and earth coexist. Those who admire Jerusalem regard it as heaven, and it is their lifetime dream to go there. For them, to die during a pilgrimage, or to be buried around the Temple Mount would be the ultimate honor. The Talmud writes, Ten measures of beauty descended to the world, nine were taken by Jerusalem. Those who hate the city say, This city reminds me of death. To many non-religious people, the city is full of paranoia and superstition. Many sacred sites and even houses are located around graves. It is a city of death, as the local customs have a special affection for corpse and spirituality. Even the livings wait for their resurrection like the dead. Too many stories, neither true nor false, take place in this magical city. Some historians say if fictional stories were to be taken away, Jerusalem would have nothing left. In our book today Jerusalem, the biography, the author pours in all he has got to tell us about the stories of Jerusalem. The author Simon Montefiore is a fellow of the Royal Society of Literature. He studied history at the University of Cambridge. His works have been translated into 35 languages and are best-selling in many countries. He has won many important awards, such as the Costa Book Award for Biography in Britain, the Los Angeles Times Book Prize for Best Biography in the United States, and the Grand Prix of Political Biography in France. The author has a strong connection with Jerusalem ever since he was a child. His great-grandfather built the first Jewish residential area outside the old city of Jerusalem. Simon Montefiore also hosted a documentary called Jerusalem the Making of a Holy City. While writing this book, he went many times to the heart of Jerusalem, consulting numerous sources to explore the truth of history. As the author puts it, Jerusalem is my family motto. After its release, the book attracted a lot of attention and received many favorable reviews. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton said, You cannot help but fall in love with this city. It is a great treasure. And this book is worth reading again and again. Former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger said, Simon Montefiore masterful research and his gift for bringing it all to life, make this fascinating work a treasure trove for scholars and laymen alike. Let us now go through the book Jerusalem the Biography in the following order. The first part, Jewish Holy Land. The second part, Christian Holy Land. The third part, Islamic Holy Land. The fourth part, Crusades. The fifth part, Zionism. What comes to your mind when you think of Jerusalem? The Holy Land for three religions, or the increasingly tense situation in the Middle East? But no matter what you think of it, Jerusalem is a truly magical place. It's located between the Mediterranean Sea and the Dead Sea, where today's Iraq and Palestine are. Surrounded by the desert, the city covers only 126 square kilometers, about one-tenth of the area of New York City. But so many things happen in Jerusalem. 
Once you understand the history of Jerusalem, you will know how the world pattern changes. Jerusalem has had many names. The earliest ones include Canaan, Judah, Judea and the Promised Land. Then gradually, it became the modern Israel as we know it. The name Jerusalem appeared as early as the 20th century BC. It was developed from the name Salem. In Jerusalem, the earliest inhabitants were called the Canaanite. At this stage, Jerusalem was inhabited by only a small tribe. Since there were many disputes between tribes, its ruler often changed. Sometimes, it was even occupied by other powerful states nearby. Egypt seized this area in 1458 BC, and those who lived in Jerusalem became Egyptian people. Soon after, when various ethnic groups in the surrounding areas fought against each other, Egypt was heavily impacted, and its strength gradually weakened. That's when the Hebrews, namely the Jews, came to Jerusalem and stepped onto the stage of history. The Jews started to build their own country and their temples in Jerusalem. Over 400 years later, Egypt's strength increased and it began its invasion again. The Jews became slaves under the Egyptian suppression. In the 13th century BC, with the help of God, a prince called Moses led the Jews to escape from Egypt. This event is well known as the Exodus. To commemorate this event, Passover was established by the Jews, and they still celebrate it nowadays. During the escape, God gave the Jews the Ten Commandments. God said that as long as the Jews could follow the Ten Commandments, they could have the land of Canaan. The Jews then started to call it the Promised Land of God. These stories are recorded in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible. During the same period, China was ruled by the Shang Dynasty when people started to create oracles. On the Greek peninsula, the emerging Cretan civilization just began to have different social classes. Jerusalem was not yet a kingdom during this period, but some tribal alliances. The tribe's expansion was sure to bring about wars. The famous Jewish King David was only a little shepherd. While delivering meals to his three elder brothers, he saw the powerful Philistines sending a giant to provoke his people. None of the weakly armed Jews dared to fight against the giant. Being a young and vigorous boy, David volunteered. He picked some stones and threw them at the giant with his sling. The stones hit the giant's head, bringing him down. David took the opportunity to cut off the giant's head. The Jews were greatly encouraged, and they quickly defeated the Philistines. Since then, David became famous and later became a true Jewish king after some twists and turns. Around 1000 BC, David became the king of the United Monarchy of Israel and Judah, and set its capital in Jerusalem. The very famous and beautiful sculpture of David by Michelangelo, was inspired by the tale of David fighting the giant. The Jewish people believed in the one and only God and were very religious. After founding the country, they would always build a temple for God. Before his death, King David also ordered to build a temple on Mount Moriah. Then David's son Solomon began to rule Israel and Judah. Solomon was cruel and extravagant. He followed his father's instructions and built a magnificent temple in Jerusalem, which was almost entirely covered with gold. It took seven years to complete the temple. The temple left a deep influence on the Jews, and it was a place where men could speak directly to God. But King Solomon glorified himself even more. He ordered to build a temple for himself, which took 13 years to complete. 
It is said that Solomon had more than 700 wives and 300 concubines, and his stories cannot be finished in 3,000 tales and 1,000 songs. After Solomon's rule, the united monarchy started to fall. The wars among tribes left the country torn apart once again. During this period, kings were assassinated one after another. Such chaos lasted for hundreds of years, and some other neighboring countries took the chance to rise. First came the Persians, then the Macedonians and the Turks, then the Romans. The Romans hated the Jews for believing in their only God, so they hunted down the pious Jews, invaded Jerusalem, and ruled it for a long time. The Roman invasion and rule directly caused the long-time suffering and homelessness of the Jews in the future. Around the same time, Christianity, one of the world's three largest religions, began to form and develop in Jerusalem. What is the connection between the Roman invasion and the emergence of Christianity? Let's move on to the next part. After taking over Jerusalem, the Romans solicited support from some priests in Jerusalem to help them rule. These priests were corrupted, and they preached Roman doctrines which conflicted with the Jewish ones. Many unbelievers came to Jerusalem, making it so chaotic, turbulent, and corrupt as if the end was about to come. The Jews became increasingly dissatisfied with their rulers, expecting a Savior to overthrow the Roman rule and rescue them from the sea of suffering. In the first century AD, a baby boy was born in a modest stable in Galilee. He was Jesus, and his birth would change the whole world. Jesus was a Jew himself. It is believed that Mary conceived Jesus through the Holy Spirit and then gave birth to him. Jesus grew up strictly following Judaism, and he was devoted to being a good Jew. He studied the Hebrew Bible meticulously, and at the same time, he preached in synagogues. Jesus preached the coming of the end of the world, also known as the Last Judgment or the Day of the Lord, which was a central idea in his teaching. He said that justice and peace would be achieved in the afterlife. Every person would be judged in the Last Judgment. Good people would enter heaven and evil ones would be punished forever. Jesus told his people that everyone must repent. But many Jews did not believe in him. They called him a liar and threw stones at him. Once, Jesus even said to the people, I and the Father are one. The Jews felt that this violated the authority of God, and they hit him with the stones again. But Jesus' disciples believed that he was right, and that he was the Savior. As Jesus continued to preach, people in some other places also called him the prophet and Savior. Slowly, Jesus' influence grew. The ruler of Israel at that time was Herod. He was a puppet that the Romans installed after the occupation of Israel. Herod heard about Jesus' influence, and fearing that Jesus' power would grow to threaten his rule, he began to frame Jesus and threaten to kill him. Jesus remained unyielded. He kept preaching his beliefs and healing people. Soon after, Jesus was betrayed by one of his disciples, Judas, for thirty silver coins, after having supper for the Passover. Leonardo da Vinci's famous painting The Last Supper, depicted the scene of Jesus having that supper with his twelve disciples. Judas led the soldiers to capture Jesus. They nailed him high on the cross and whipped him. The crowd below cursed him, while only Jesus' friends and his mother Mary were with him. One of the soldiers pierced Jesus' ribs with a spear, and a gush of blood came out of his body. It was probably the spear that killed Jesus. After Jesus died, 
his grave was guarded to prevent his followers from stealing his body. But three days later, when people went to Jesus' grave, they found his body missing. Two glowing men appeared behind them out of nowhere, saying, He is not here, for he has risen. Since then, Christians established Easter to commemorate Jesus' resurrection. After Jesus' death, his disciples continued to preach everywhere and spread his words throughout Europe. Christianity was born in this process. In 66 AD, the Jews fought against the Roman rule in the Great Rebellion, also known as the Great Revolt of Judea, but it was suppressed at the end. Then came another Roman emperor, Hadrian. He ordered the demolition of Jerusalem and the establishment of new buildings in Roman style. A large number of Jews were expelled and forced into exile in Europe, but some remained in Jerusalem. The homeless Jews were not treated well in Europe. Christians believed that the Jews were sinful, because Jesus was betrayed and killed by the Jews. And they hated the Jews for this reason even in the days to come. In 313 AD, the Roman Emperor issued the Edict of Milan, which acknowledged the legitimacy of Christianity. Even the Roman Emperor himself got baptized and declared conversion to Christianity. This series of acts allowed Christianity to spread across Europe. The number of Christians rapidly increased, because anyone could convert to Christianity, no matter what ethnic group he or she was, while Judaism was only for Jews. Because Jesus was crucified and resurrected in Jerusalem, Christians see Jerusalem as their holy land. After Christianity, again a new religion came into the picture. How is it related to Jerusalem then? Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.